Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Black woman. Beautiful. Powerful. Resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? I have been, um, you know, the show airs on Thanksgiving, right? Uh-huh. And this year, since it's 2020 and it's been a hot mess, my week has been filled with decorating for what? Christmas. Yes, my family has skipped all the way over Thanksgiving. There are no pumpkins in our uh, house anymore. We took those down right after uh, Halloween on November 1st, and we started putting up lights. Our lights are up, our Christmas trees up on the bottom floor and on the top floor. We have, yes, we have two trees and all of our decorations are up. Our mantle is decorated. Our stairwell is decorated because we feel like we should bring some holiday joy early this year because it's a pandemic. And no, I'm not those crazy people that are like, oh, we need a Christmas tree up year round. That's not me. But this year in particular, I just felt a need to celebrate early. So that's what we've been doing. It's funny that you say that, though, because a couple of things. One, all week long, I've been watching Hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. It feels like Christmas to me. So I like the like cheesy, mindless movies that like give you some hope and humanity. Right. So I'm like, yes, Hallmark movies. And like I found myself getting sucked in because I've had to like stop them. And then I press record if I have to like leave and pay attention to something else. So that's number one. And number two, I'd like you to reiterate that you're having two trees because I've been telling Ken. So we have a fireplace in our bedroom, right? So I'm like, Ken, we need a Christmas tree for our bedroom. And he's like, okay, Janine, literally he, he just is saying, okay, so that I can stop talking about it. I'm very well aware. But now that you have two Christmas trees, I think I might get a Christmas tree for our bedroom. Oh, yes. Come on, Ken, get her one. Now my, my bedroom is not could I fit a Christmas tree in there? Yes, but um, I think that it would just cause clutter. So I definitely don't want a Christmas tree in my bedroom, but I definitely have one upstairs on the second floor in like our loft area. And that is our like Christmas tree that actually has color. And then my house is like tan and teal, I guess, if you will, like teal accents. 
on the first floor. So the tree on the first floor is like a white tree with like all these different shades of blue and teal um, and white lights. So that's how I get my color hack. It's upstairs. That's where all the red stuff is. And then downstairs has all like the white stuff. So Ken, the girl needs a second tree. What about a little tree? You can always put a little tree in there. Now I might do that. Yeah. See, the thing is, it's a it's a full size fireplace, though. Right. So I want it to be like I want to kind of replicate the Christmas setup that we have near our regular fireplace in the living room. So I just feel like, you know, I, I don't need a six foot tree. Like, that's not what I'm asking for. But like, I don't want a two foot tree either. Like, I want a re- like a tree tree. Just hey, and I know. um Hey, your your husband uh, is our executive producer, so I know he heard that last episode about these holiday rendezvous that can be had in the bedroom. So you know what? Get that girl a treat. You can have Christmas all by yourself. You and your honey, Christmas. You walk in the bedroom and you're like, oh my God, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. You can open up gifts every day. I'm just saying. So, Janine, what's on your timeline this week? Okay, so today I decided to do something positive because it is Thanksgiving and we're grateful that we're still here and alive and well. Like it's, you know, this is the time of year that we normally are grateful. But I think after this, how 2020 has been, we all can agree that gratefulness is something that we should focus on. Right. So I'm sure that you've heard of Jamal Hinton and Wanda Dench, you may not know where you know them from. So let me tell you, do you remember about four years ago when a young man received like a text message from someone thinking they were texting their grandson and they were texting the wrong person and they still invited them to Thanksgiving anyway? Do you remember this? Yes. Okay, so... I love cheesy stories. (laughs) Okay, so um, for those of you who don't know... So this story started in 2016 when Wanda accidentally texted Jamal thinking that she was texting her grandson inviting him to Thanksgiving dinner. The text said Thanksgiving dinners at my house on November the 24th at 3 p.m. Let me know if you're coming. First, Jamal said, who is this? And so Wanda replies, your grandma. And so Jamal says, well, can you send me a picture? And then she says, like, of who? And she's like, he's like you. So she sends a picture. Um. And so then he replies with a picture saying, you're not my grandma, but can I get a plate anyway? Right. So (laughs) um, to which Wanda replied, "Okay, so for those who don't know, Jamal is African-American or appears to be African-American and Wanda appears to be Caucasian. So, of course, with the picture exchange is kind of comical. But then Wanda replied and said, of course you can. That's what grandmas do feed everyone and so that year Jamal joined Wanda and her family for Thanksgiving dinner and they've combined Thanksgiving dinners with Jamal and Wanda's family ever since 2016 when this happened if you follow Jamal on Twitter he documents this every year and he documents their bonds like he tweets pictures of them and you know he he goes over there and like they you know it's pictures of you know Wanda and Jamal and then there are also pictures of Wanda her husband Lonnie Jamal and now Jamal's girlfriend right so each each year the pictures get better and better so when this started Jamal was a senior in high school and then the families have kind of grown together so now four years later he's senior in college right Fast forward, unfortunately, earlier this year, COVID actually hit the Dench household and both Wanda and her husband, Lonnie, contracted COVID. And unfortunately, on April the 5th, Lonnie passed away due to complications of COVID. 
But despite this tragedy and how tragic it must have been, because Wanda and Lonnie were, oh, no. were married for 43 years. So despite this tragedy and this massive loss for Wanda and their entire family, they're doing this again. This is going to be the fifth time that they've had Thanksgiving dinner together, right? And this year it's going to be a little bit different because Jamal is inviting Wanda to his girlfriend's home to share Thanksgiving with he and his girlfriend and their family, right? As we mentioned in our previous episode, <laughs> your face is saying like, oh, a lot of people. Every time I mention someone else, your face gets a little bit more anxious, right? So let me be, let me, let me preface this with, yes, Wanda will be joining them for Thanksgiving with the girlfriend and the girlfriend's family, right? But as we mentioned in our previous episode, the CDC obviously recommends that if you're hosting Thanksgiving gatherings, that you try to do them outside, that you social distance, you wear a mask, you limit the number of guests, right? So Jamal and Wanda are not only abiding by the CDC guidelines, but Jamal told ABC that they've been quarantining for two weeks so that they can meet each other in person and not put each other at harm. Both Wanda and Jamal frequently express how grateful they are for, you know, being a part of a story that's so touching and how grateful they are that their story that started off as a mistake is so touching and inspirational to so many. Their story touched my heart and it touches my heart every year. Every year that I hear about this, I'm like, oh, and the fact that they're still doing it and the fact that they're still doing it despite such a, a drastic loss that they've experienced. I think that it's just so amazing. And I think this is a perfect example of serendipity. And I just love the story. Oh, I love this too. You know, at first when I heard this story, and, and, and I will admit, I have not been following the story. So I didn't know that this is going to be their fifth Thanksgiving. I heard the story. And at first I was thinking, where's this man's family that he's going to visit this other family? But I just think it's sweet that you can have a family that not know who you are from Adam and still open their hearts and open their homes to you. So I think that that's amazing. Um, I also think it's cool that you watch their love lives evolve, like, or at least Jamal's love life evolve and him going from high school to college to no girlfriend to now with a girlfriend. And who knows, is he planning to propose this Thanksgiving? I'm just saying, because you've mentioned the girlfriend's been around a little, a little while now. Right. Mm -hmm. couple years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let's talk through some scenarios. Why don't we? <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk through it. Go ahead, Nicole. So this one is from a friend of mine who is also a friend of the podcast. She writes, I am always so excited and thankful to host family when it's my turn to host. My family usually rotates homes for either Thanksgiving or Christmas. This year, Thanksgiving is my holiday. Last year, my uncle ended up stealing cash from my cousin's house. He denies it, but my cousin knows he stole it because he was seen on the baby camera going through her dresser. Either way, I don't know how to handle it. My uncle has already called to let me know he was coming. Nicole, I followed your advice and told everyone to quarantine two weeks before the holiday. He's not only doing that, but he also got tested when he started the quarantine to make sure he was negative. This uncle has served time for robbing a grocery store. I don't know what to do. Should I allow him to come to my house? If so, how do I do that without getting robbed? I think that we're at the point of no return now, right? Because your uncle clearly is going to come to your house, right? I think that the point that you should have probably written us is prior to you inviting him. 
And we probably would have told you that maybe not inviting him would have been the best thing to do because it's 2020 and you can blame everything on the pandemic. Literally, you can blame everything, all of the things that you don't want to face fess up to that you really feel deep down in your heart. You can literally blame it on the pandemic. Unfortunately, you did not write us prior to this, so you cannot blame it on the pandemic now because he has taken a test. He is quarantining. He's doing everything that he needs to do so that he can come to your house for Thanksgiving. Option number two. Since he's coming and Uncle Sticky Fingers likes to touch and take things with the five finger discount, we are going to have to get some go to any store that sells office supplies and or home supplies. They have things called safes. You get a safe, right? And hopefully Uncle Sticky Fingers is not a safe cracker. Put all your jewelry in the safe. Put your money in the safe. Put your valuables in the safe. Things that, are, that you think are going to be in plain sight where Uncle Sticky Fingers cannot steal them without being noticed, I would say you can leave those things there. But everything else, anything that you think that Uncle Sticky Fingers may want, either bolt it down to your furniture. So like if it's some sort of electronic equipment, bolt it down. We love our family, but we have to be realistic about what our family's limitations are. And it sounds like honesty is one of your uncle's limitations. First of all, that was hilarious because you just told this woman to bolt down all her stuff <laughs> and go get a safe. Really, Johnny? That's what I would do. <laughs> That's hilarious. So there's a couple things reading this out loud made me think of. One, how much money are we talking about that Uncle Sticky Fingers actually took last year? I mean, are we talking a couple of dollars? Are we talking a couple hundred dollars? Because who really keeps that much that much cash in their dresser drawer? And was he going through your dresser drawers or did he actually just go through the cousins like stuff on top of the dresser? I mean, a baby cam can see usually the baby bed. So if you're talking about in the dresser, that just shows probably from a distance. So my thing is, did he really rob you? And if he if, if he did show me the camera, you know, show me the video. That shows him with a handful of cash. And I only say that because sometimes if people have done certain crimes, you're automatically going to be paranoid about them. Right. He got he was sentenced for robbing a grocery store. Right. So you're automatically going to think he's robbing. He's going to rob me. You're paranoid. Right. So anything he touches, you're like, oh, he stole it. You know, you're going up there after him trying to figure out what did he touch? You know, so did he actually steal? And if he did, how much money? Are we talking about? Because I would think that if he served time, he understands that he can't do that. So that's the first thought I had. I think maybe the uncle is just getting a bad rap just because he has a record. That's number one. Number two, you know, I believe in being direct. I am a blunt person. I'm direct. So when Uncle Sticky Fingers calls, I actually, I probably call him back. And I would say, listen, this is the situation. Cousin over here already accuse you of stealing from her. I don't know the truth. I don't know the truth. But if you come in here and you steal from me, I'm going to press charges. I'm going to let you know that up top. I'm going to press charges. And I would just be direct with the uncle. You know, have a little come to Jesus. Like, hey, did you really do that? Because me and my family, we don't have resources just to allow people to steal them. So if you're going to do that, then you're not welcome at my home. And I would literally tell him, if you are going to steal, if in your mind you even have a thought of stealing, 
you can't come here. And that is okay to tell him he can't come here. Send a plate home by another cousin. Drop some food off to him. He doesn't have to come to your home. I, I think that people do things that are uncomfortable, but they don't have to. Like, yeah, it may hurt his feelings a little bit, but if you genuinely are uncomfortable and you really think that he really did steal and there's proof that he stole, you don't have to allow him to come to your home. You can call him back and say, you know what? We're limiting the amount of people that are coming this year. We are so sorry. We're going to have Thanksgiving virtually um, for the majority of the extended family. We're only going to have uh, close family members here, period. And keep it at that and keep it moving. That's my thought. If you don't want him there, make up an excuse and don't have him there. Or don't make up an excuse. Just call and say, hey, sorry, you can't come this year. You can really do that. Okay. So I like your idea of telling him, hey, if something goes missing in my house, it's on you. It's kind of like when, I don't know if you do you do this, but up north, this is something that we do, especially if anybody knows, you know, there are areas in the D.C. area where not for nothing, but as we say, the crackheads are your security, right? So you literally give the people that's on Skid Row a couple dollars so that they look out for your car and your car does not get broken into, right? Because they know the streets. They know the deal. They know the game. So you give them a couple dollars so they can put you on game and they want a couple dollars. So that's how this works, right? So I say you do that with your uncle. You put him on game like, hey, if a thing goes missing in my house, you going back to jail. Put him on security duty. So not only is he not stealing, but Cousin Sticky Fingers, who we don't know if there's Cousin Sticky Fingers, but I kind of think that if there's Uncle Sticky Fingers, somebody else in the family might be also a Sticky Fingers. So if Cousin Sticky Fingers starts wanting to touch stuff, he'll be, Uncle Sticky Fingers will be like, hey, if you steal something out this house, I'm going to jail so everybody gets on board. And that way, your home is safe. That's all I'm saying. I think that's a great idea, Nicole. Yeah. I think is let him come it over. Is, I, let Uncle Sticky Fingers come over. Let him play security. You know, I think you can let him come over if you're comfortable. Like if you're comfortable having that type of conversation and you are comfortable allowing him to come over, then you let him come over. But real talk, if you're not comfortable with somebody in your house, you don't have to let them come over. Like that is a real thing to say. No, we don't have to do things that we're not comfortable doing. And then the other piece is you probably shouldn't have a, a whole bunch of valuables out anyway. Right. Like your ring should be on your finger. I wouldn't leave any loose change or loose cash anyway. So like be smart about it. Like don't just leave money exposed. People that don't rob, if they see a hundred dollars on the table, they may think that it's their hundred dollars and pick it up and walk away with it. So just don't leave free cash. Just hang it out. And the other piece is if Uncle Sticky Fingers is coming from out of town, he don't have to stay with you. And you can tell family because it's really, you know, not advised to have a whole bunch of people staying with you in your house. Where are you staying this year? Because we're not having people staying over because of precautions from COVID. And if he's staying in a hotel, great. You only have to monitor him for a small amount of time. You keep all of your bedroom doors closed. You can even go buy those little baby locks <laughs> and literally baby lock your doors closed if you want to. And only have the bathroom door open and if you happen to have two stories and most of the bedrooms are upstairs then you only have the downstairs bathrooms open and that way people aren't wandering through your home to pick up 
loose items and loose change and loose cash. So that's my thought. I agree. See, that's why I don't like to have people in my home because there there's something that you can guarantee that when people come to your home that they will do. They're going to look in your medicine cabinets, right? Do people do? People absolutely really? do that. A hundred percent they do. I think that I read it on one of those like BuzzFeed things, right? Where like, what do you do when you go to people's homes for Thanksgiving? And like people look in your medicine cabinets, like underneath of your cabinet, like what are you looking for? Like to see if we have the same things or we use the same Lysol or have the same Clorox wipes. Like, but that's a thing. That's just rude though. Like I don't do that. And mind you, um, if they're in my guest bedroom, there's nothing really under my medicine, in my medicine cabinets or under my cabinet. And you're just not allowed in my master bedroom. Like nobody is allowed in my master bedroom at all. All right, Janine. So I have a story and this is from our, one of our listeners and it's kind of cute. She said, I know this year has been rough for so many, but one thing that we can be thankful for is life, health and strength. She said, I know that sounds mad cliche, but given how 2020 has been, I think it's fitting. But that's not why I'm writing you. I'm writing because it's that time of year where we reflect on what we are grateful for. And I wanted to share my story with you ladies. I'm grateful for my husband and I'll explain why. I was born and raised in in NYC, Brooklyn to be exact. I went to elementary, middle, high school, and design school all in NYC. So to say that I'm a New Yorker through and through is an understatement. My husband and I met in 2016 and got married that same year. And we resided in a 700 square foot apartment on the Upper East Side. Three years later, we found ourselves with the same one bedroom apartment with a toddler and an infant. We searched and searched for a place that we could comfortably fit our family within that would not blow our budget. We searched for almost a year with no success. My husband suggested numerous times that we go outside of the city, and I told him, I'm a New Yorker. Finally, my husband took it upon himself to contact a realtor and open up our radius to include Jersey and Connecticut. We saw several homes that we liked, but I wasn't sold because, as I said, I wanted to live in the city. Well, my husband convinced me to put in an offer on a home in Saddlebrook, New Jersey, and in December of 2019, we became homeowners. While I was happy, I was still a little hesitant because I now had a new commute that I just wasn't comfortable with. And again, I said, I'm a New Yorker. I don't know. I guess I felt like I was missing out because I wasn't in the city. Well, fast forward a few months later, earlier this year, COVID hit. Everything shut down and my entire perspective changed. I am so thankful for my new home, specifically the space, since we have been together more in the space, which I'm also thankful for. We went from a 700 square foot apartment to a home on a few acres in the burbs of Jersey, and I am grateful. So I'm thankful for my husband, for his vision and leadership of our family, and of course, for our new home. I'm also thankful for the two of you. You all help me to entertain myself while I'm working, playing teacher, and daycare provider to my children. I hope that you all have a safe and happy social distance Thanksgiving. Love, Kita. Aw, Kita, thank you. (laughs) That is the sweetest story. So, um, one, your husband got you a hell of a house on a couple acres. That's what I was thinking. Out there. I was thinking, I'm like, girl, you wanted to stay in a 700 square foot apartment and you were about to get a couple acres. My Lord. Okay. 700 square feet. Could you imagine, Nicole, 700 square feet with you, your husband, one bedroom, you, your husband, an infant and a toddler in 700 square feet in New York City. 
Ooh, well, I'm glad that your husband had the forethought to actually move y'all on out to the suburbs because suburban living is fantastic. I mean, people say, oh, you live in Houston. Well, I live in Houston suburb, 30 minutes outside of Houston or, or da- from downtown Houston, because when I come home, I want to hear quiet. I don't want to hear traffic. I don't want to hear just the commotion of the city. I want to be there and relaxed. And so... Being outside of the city allows you to do that. So I'm glad that you at least have some peace in your own home. And when you get tired of looking at your husband, you can just go to the other side of the house. Or go out on one of the acres that you have in your land. Take a walk around your acreage. Hello. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Girl, appreciate the, the, the glow up and love on your husband. Have a Thanksgiving rendezvous to, you know, show him how much you appreciate him. That's right. Turkey in the bedroom and all. I love it. (laughs) I feel like we're just going to have have feathers everywhere. I don't know about the turkey part, Nicole. (laughs) Hey, listen, I will be there for all of it. Okay. And as she's on her acreage, I mean, she can have a little picnic out there. Well, I mean, I guess it's snowing over there. No, uh, we don't have snow, Nicole. Nicole, you make it sound like we live in Antarctica. We do not have snow yet. She doesn't have snow in New York yet? I don't think so. Nicole, it's warm here right now. Don't call snow. Okay. Nicole, take it back. Okay. We don't. I take it back. Okay. I take it back. Not, we no not snow. Not snow. Not yet. Maybe by Christmas, but not yet. Please, Lord. But, you know, real talk, Janine, Keita's letter makes us think, you know, what are we grateful for this year? I mean, that is a real passionate and good story about a reason to be thankful. But why are we thankful this year? Hmm. Let's reflect. Let's reflect. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Um, So I'll go first. I mean, I am very blessed and thankful for my home as well, because I get to come home to peace and quiet and I can not deal with the hustle and bustle of work if I don't want to. And then if you've listened to the other episodes, you know that my child has an immunodeficiency. He has a low neutrophil count. So I have been keeping everything extra clean to not get him sick. Um, But we went to my mother-in-law's house in October, early October. And after we came back, he got a fever. So that was the first time he's ever had a fever. Um, He was 16 months at that time. We took him to the ER. He got antibiotics and got tested. And lo and behold, his neutrophil count was normal. Now, mind you, now it's low again. It's, It's on the mildly low side. But it at least lets us know that he can mount an immune response. And he doesn't need a bone marrow biopsy. So I'm extremely grateful if I don't get anything else for any holiday that is enough for me that my child can mount an immune response and so I'm very very thankful for that Um, so I'm thankful for my child's health and then I'm just thankful for my sanity right like there's so many people that are struggling through this pandemic just emotionally overwhelmed Um, they're dealing with depression and anxiety they're dealing with loss of loved ones I'm very thankful that I haven't lost anybody that's extremely close to me um, from COVID. Uh, and I'm thankful that I have peace of mind and I'm not overwhelmed and I'm not in a state of depression. So um, I don't take that for granted. And so uh, I'm very thankful for that. Johnny? First and foremost, I think that I'm thankful. I don't want to say I think. I am thankful. I'm thankful for my family. We have had some losses this year. Um, and we've had some super 
out of the blue, scary health situations. I mean, including myself, like no one ever anticipates that they're going to be in the hospital for any amount of time usually. And yeah, so I have been in the hospital several times this year and it's, you know, it's scary, but I am thankful that I've come out on the other side. Other members of my family, specifically my father, at the beginning of COVID, he got really, really sick. And to this day, I'm convinced that he had COVID, but um, never really realized just how important your health is until it's at risk. So I'm thankful that we all, my family is all well, and that despite the fact that we do have health issues, we are all still here and kicking it and enjoying life. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful, obviously, for my mom, my dad, my husband, my fur babies. Um, I'm thankful for my friends, and I specifically call them my bride tribe. So Jenny, um, my friend Danielle, who just actually started a podcast herself, it's called Help a Human Out. So guys, if you would like to listen, please tune into her Help a Human Out podcast. I'm grateful to her, my friend Nina, um, my friend Tony. Tony and I have been friends since we were kids. To my best friend, Brianna, I'm so, so grateful because not only is she my best friend and does she put up with my nonsense, but she's also deployed protecting our freedom right now. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for reconnecting. So I'm really bad at keeping in touch with people, right? Like I feel like social media has given me this false sense of like, oh, I know what people are doing, but I don't actually connect with them as much as I would like to all the time. So I'm grateful because 2020 has given us this opportunity to slow down a little bit and reconnect with people. And I've reconnected with some really awesome people, including you, Nicole. And I think that, you know, I'm probably the only one that would say that I'm grateful for 2020, but I'm grateful for 2020 for that very reason. Last but not least, I'm thankful for you, Nicole, because we had this wild idea when we reconnected and you were like, okay, let's do it. Um, You weren't like, hey, girl, yeah, that sounds good, but I'm going to do this later. You were like, okay, let's do it. And you've literally been riding out with me um, since I was like, okay, why don't we do this podcast? Like, this would be a great idea. And you have gone through this journey with me. And I'm very appreciative for that. And my husband, who I had this wild idea, and I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. And he, at the beginning, came across kicking and screaming. But like, he always comes through and says, you know what, if this is what you want to do, we're going to make this happen. And I'm grateful for that. And for him putting up with all of my shenanigans. But really, really importantly, I'm thankful to you all that are listening. And I thank you. I thank you all because I cannot mention you all by name, even though I know some of you all's names and I've gotten to know you over this journey that has been our 21 episodes of this podcast. I thank you for listening and paying attention and having us on in the background. However you listen to Nicole and I, I thank you because without you all listening and without the help of God and our husband, our executive producer and technology, thank God, none of this would be possible. So we do this because we enjoy talking and we appreciate the fact that you listen. So thank you all. Let's give out some money. I'm just playing, Nicole. I'm just playing. We're not giving out any money. Um, I will say this, you know, on uh, Janine's nostalgia, you know, I am also very thankful for both of you guys, Janine and Ken, because the podcast has, you know, I talk about my sanity and my peace of mind, but the podcast has really been an outlet for me. You know, when you talk through things, it is refreshing. And so I definitely thank you, Janine, for being uh, my outlet because I talk to you (laughs) 
all the time, even off the podcast. And um, to Ken, you know, Ken is like the example of what a husband should be, right? He goes with it. He may like smirk a little bit, but he's like, okay, well, let's see how we're going to make this happen. He is the example. So women, if you have a husband, listen to what Janine says about Ken. That's how your husband should be. It's just to be like support and go with it. And I will say my husband is supportive as well. He but is. you know, Ken Ken deals with our stuff directly. Just saying. He deals with our nonsense. But ladies, Nicole's absolutely right. He's amazing. But don't you come for this one because this one is mine. Okay? Just saying. I would like to say to the listeners, and we don't often ask for anything, I don't think, right? But this is gonna this doesn't it's not gonna cost you anything. But if you all would take a moment out of your time to rate us and subscribe, we would really, really appreciate it. When you rate us, it allows people to see us more. Right. And drop a comment or two. Let us know how we're doing. We know it's a long weekend and you're probably looking for other things to listen to. We have a treat for you. Stay tuned at the end of our podcast for a promo trailer for the new podcast from our producers. It's called Umi Says. It's hosted by Sharon Smith Bay, the mother of Grammy-nominated rapper Most Deaf. We're sure you're going to love this. So stay tuned right after our podcast to find out more. And make sure that you listen and subscribe to Umi Says as well. All right, Janine, what did you learn new this week? So I learned um, when I was doing research for this episode, and I think this is kind of cool, that Zoom, the service that we've all been using for months now and we are all tired of they're giving back so zoom is lifting their 40 minute time limit for this thanksgiving so they posted on their official um the official zoom twitter and say and said as a thank you to our customers we will be lifting the 40 minute time limit for all meetings globally from midnight on november the 26th through 6 a.m on November the 27th, and that's Eastern Standard Time. So for family gatherings, you do not get cut short. And it says, hashtag Zoom together. So for the people that don't know or may not have a Zoom account, Zoom is usually $150 to $200. Um, and the free membership, you can get Zoom for free, but it limits the um, the way that you, or it limits the amount of time that you can be on Zoom. So your free membership gives you a 40-minute time limit. And if not, then you have to pay $150 to $200. So this is truly a feel-good that Zoom is doing. And um, Zoom is, is being so super considerate and I and I can appreciate that so thank you zoom I can appreciate that too that is fantastic so my learn something new is that the Macy's Day Parade has changed this year and I'm sort of kind of sad about it it's not going to be live this year oh there's going to be a television only special I know um Macy's uh released um a press release and it says that the celebration will be um, a television only special presentation showcasing the Macy's Parade's signature mix of giant caricatures, um, helium balloons, fantastic floats, street performers, clowns, and harrowing the arrival of the holiday season with the one and only Santa Claus. Um, they have reduced their participant number by 75%. They're not using the traditional 2.5 mile route. And vehicles are going to anchor the character balloons instead of the 80 to 100 handlers of those balloons. So they're doing that as a way to stay safe during the pandemic. 
and uh, the parade will still air on NBC from 9 a.m. to noon, all time zones. But okay. I'm just a little saddened by that. I that that makes me sad, but I'm glad that they're they're still respecting and continuing the tradition, even though it doesn't look the same way that we want it to look. I thought that you were going to say they were going to play reruns and I was like, that would suck. But I'm glad that they're still doing it. They're just doing it safely. And then hopefully, just like everything else, when we're done with all of this nonsense, then we can resume back to our normal regularly scheduled programming but yeah i mean shout out to macy's for being cognizant of what's going on and not being tone deaf to you know to covid and still trying to give us what we are looking for i mean i'm still gonna watch aren't you nicole yeah i'm gonna watch i mean it'll be on tv while we're like preparing everything and getting the last minute touches but i'm just like dang it yeah where are they gonna be marching virtually this year i know okay you want to give us our motivational moment Yes. So our motivational moment is Audrey Lord said, we are all more blind to what we have than to what we have not. This year, instead of feeling down, angry or just confused because of the pandemic, really take a look around and take inventory of all of your blessings, your family, your health, food, your home, and the fact that you have breath in your body. Don't take these things for granted. Until we meet again, pray, work, slay, and show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh, That's Deep BWC. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production. This is the Umi Says Podcast. I am grateful that we can share these experiences and continue to inspire the youth that have the ability, that have their gift. Umi, first brought to light by the 1999 album Black on Both Sides by her son, Most Deaf. Umi is taking her own advice and shining her light on the world. Some find it really young and some find it in the middle and some find it later. Umi says the podcast is where Umi shares knowledge and inspiration to mothers that want to recognize and nurture the strengths and gifts in their children. You're listening to the audio podcast of Umi Says, where we celebrate the life and culture of women of grace. We have to protect our kids when they're on the set from people who who feel like they shouldn't be on the set. So some of those issues were going down as well. Umi is joined weekly by moms of celebrities, athletes, authors, artists, or maybe a CEO. They talk about raising their kids to be successful and all that goes with it, the good and the bad. So at this point in your life, Rena, what are some of your aspirations? Mine is basically because I'm such a family person and just the matriarch of the family. Just And I know they always say you got to take care of self first before you go out and try to help others. I'm trying to learn how to do that. Wisdom. It's a good feeling. You can't get everything easy in life. It, it doesn't, it spoils your creativity. If everything you get, everything works out, you have to work through the challenges in life. And that's what brings up the creativity and the desire and the passion.
passion to be successful and to do the right thing in your life. And of course, they discuss their celebrity children. What is Kadeem doing right now? Kadeem's, um, he has a new TV show, new series on Netflix called Teenage Bounty Hunter. It just started last Friday and it's doing very well as number three. Umi Says the Podcast is available now on Apple Podcasts. Download and subscribe today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.